Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That is my CIA code name for covert missions. I'm just kidding. It's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. I try to have some humility about it, but I obviously like to hear myself talk. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't caught that by now, you know I do an anonymous newsletter about the funny side of sobriety, and I perform stand-up comedy, and and hey, I will argue with you about college football for free at the grocery store if you ask me. Just pull me aside in the crouton aisle and let's fight. So, yeah, I'm a I'm a bit of a class clown, admittedly. Um, and one of my biggest battles since I stopped drinking and drugging is to also stop being full of shit. Uh, I used to lie and cheat and spin stories that would get me off the hook for things or to or would make me look better. And I got news for you. Without drugs and alcohol, uh, you know, that stuff, it's not a valve. You just shut off. So I need to say that out loud because even though our recovery literature talks a lot about not having to be the hole in the donut when we get sober, we can still be... I could still be me. It our literature also does not say uh, to always put on a great show at recovery meetings. It does not say that. I checked. Uh, I'm bringing this up because I got asked to share my story at a meeting recently, and I said yes. Um, but honestly, I have this side of me that immediately said um, everybody has they've heard my story lots of times, including me. I've heard it many times. And we're all sick of hearing it. What could I do to spruce it up? Like, hmm, maybe maybe I could do like TV show writers in their sixth season of a show where <laughs> they bring in some guest stars or have a big cameo or a huge twist at the end. You know, maybe it was just all just a dream. Oh, my God. You know, or maybe uh, maybe maybe I was dead the whole time and didn't realize it. You know, I. I didn't do that, and I don't want to be doing that. I'm joking around, but it's a serious topic, you know? Recovery literature, it encourages us to be truthful and to tell our stories of experience, strength, and hope. <laughs> uh, nowhere does it say, make sure you liven things up a bit uh, for the crowd. Our, the message of our program, though, is also don't be a glum lot, you know? Don't take yourselves too seriously. It says that, you know? So I do think... That gives me a little leeway to tell my story in a way that carries my message, which might be different than yours. My message, my favorite message about recovery is that, for me, sobriety has been a joyous, hilarious ride that is ever-evolving. That last thing is important. It's an important point for me. Um, the evolution within sobriety. Um, you know how at every meeting somebody will you'll read something and somebody at the end will raise their hand and say, geez, I've read this chapter a hundred times and I don't remember that sentence right there or that paragraph. Here's something I didn't that that I realized when I found myself saying that. It wasn't that I hadn't read it before, or I wasn't paying attention, or I didn't remember it. It was that I am a different person day to day, month to month, year to year. And so there are certain things in recovery that I read and they didn't resonate when I was a newcomer or I'll read them now um, and didn't resonate because I've been sober for a long time. You know, For example, my first time through the steps, step one and four, steps one and four, they just, they changed my life. They were speaking directly to me, I felt like. I thoroughly admitted I had an unmanageable problem and I needed help to deal with it. And then I worked through everything that made me angry about the world. Those were total game changers. That's exactly what I needed at that stage 
of my recovery. In recent years, when I went through the steps, you know, I did them all 12 again, but I found steps six and seven. They really jumped out at me because I have character defects that have lingered for years now, still linger. And there were multiple parts of that process where I felt like I had read something or heard something for the first time. And I knew that wasn't really true. I just hadn't, I hadn't been ready to hear about character defects, maybe, my first time through. So here's where I landed on how to tell my story. I did it truthfully. I didn't add any extra car crashes or no found footage or director's cut that I could make it um, sexier by dropping in there. I don't want to be in that business. I can't be in that business. Um, but I did tell it my way. You know, I prayed for guidance and I felt like that was the response I was guided toward. Tell it my way. And so in this case, I drilled down a little bit um, specifically about two things. I spoke a lot about We Are Not a Glum Lot and how that has helped me get sober and stay sober. I mean, one of the things I say over and over again is I did not get sober to be miserable. And so at various times in my sobriety, even years into it, um, I found myself pretty unhappy moving through this world. And I tried to really fall back on like, we are not a glum lot. What do I need to do? What, what change do I need to make, even though I've been sober? So I talked about that. And I also spoke about how um, I've been thinking a lot recently about the various stages of recovery and what I learned during each one. And for this one specifically, during the pandemic, I've, you know, I, I don't love Zoom meetings as much as in-person meetings, but I've discovered some really cool things the past two years or so that have been awesome supplements to my sober life. And I would not have discovered them without having to change up recovery because of the pandemic. So, I mean, when I told my story, did I end up hamming it up a bit? Nah, no way. Not me. Come on. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever do such a thing. Would I? Uh, thanks for letting me share.